This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. This is Ben Marshall. I teach science uh, and coach football at Perrysburg. And this is Lorenzo's Nerdball Podcast. Woo! is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. <laughs> ben, thanks for coming back on. Um, so we are, I am changing the format a little bit and you get to be the first person to, to experience that. Um, so from now on, I'm gonna, every guest I have on will do what you just did, introduce yourself to the podcast. And then I will ask, what is something you're currently like, nerdy or not about what is something you're really into right now even if it's something you started yesterday like what's something that's occupying your time and the only rule is it can't be your family because that's not that's always always in your life yeah that's true uh wow so i'm the first one that gets to do this you know i um it hasn't is it okay if it's something i haven't really started yet but i want to kind of do yeah yeah all right. So this is something, this is an idea I had kind of recently. So, you know, um, I, I, as you know, I've talked to coach Connor about moving up to either freshman or varsity level for next year. Yeah. And one of my ideas with, if that hopefully obviously that ends up happening, I, uh, my plan is for, since it'll be my first year at a high school level in coaching, I kind of want to like write a memoir about that first year as a coach. So okay. I actually kind of, so I, I want to, so I'm going to like after, I don't know, every day or every other day or something like that, I think I want to do, I'm going to take like a half hour of my, like at night before I go to bed to like write down like what happened at practice or whatever. And just kind of like, you know, just like keep record of like my first year as a coach at uh, at a high school team. So that's something I, I'm actually kind of excited about doing. So is that something you've like recently you're like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Or is that something you thought of a years ago? Like, Hey, if I ever make it higher in the, in high school, like I'm going to do this. Thing. No, there's something I just recently came up with, but it was something, you know, when I was a kid, I used to write a lot. Like I had like a journal, if you will. And right. I would write in it like not every day, but I write in it whenever. And I still have some of my old stuff. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, that probably, first of all, like um, it probably, helped me develop my writing skills as a kid. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it back then. And so I was like, I, but I haven't wrote like in forever, like other than like writing papers for college classes and things like that. So, um, and I was like, I kind of want to write for fun again, because I'm starting to read a lot more for fun. So obviously writing comes right along with that. So I was like, that'd be a really cool first project to write like my, about my first year as a coach at, you know, the varsity level. So. Have, have you read any books or anything that people have done something similar like that? Um, or more just like, hey, this autobiography or this? No, I do. Well, I will say this. I do like to read uh, autobiographies and biographies and memoirs a lot. Um, okay. So I'm a huge nonfiction reader. In fact, I'm reading a book right now um, called 1491, which is about North and South America before Columbus. So it's about the Native Americans a bit, essentially. And that's a very interesting book. And we can talk about that later if you want. But for Christmas, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a book about uh, 
the the lot it's called oh what's the book called it's called if these walls could talk it's a it was written by lomas lomas brown who was a uh an offensive tackle for the detroit lions for many many years during while or but while barry sanders was there um and so that was basically a memoir of his like nfl career and stuff i think maybe that's what prompted my idea was reading that book okay so, that was so, a cool that, so i i like reading too um i haven't read it in a while but i never got into nonfiction. i i don't know i don't know if it's because like I don't know. Maybe it's because like there's so many movies and and shows about things, and I don't know. I I always liked fiction. Yeah, I you know I I I feel like every one of the other like most I like most people I talk to like oh I hate nonfiction I like fiction and or vice versa like I, I like one of my friends that is a teacher also they only read nonfiction that's their how that's how you know and that's how I am too I read mostly not, I mean I've read some fiction um, but. And especially when I was younger, I, I read more fiction back then. But now, I don't know. I, I, th- I find real life to be very interesting. So that's why I like it. And I like reading about other people's stories. And that's why I like re- listening to your podcast, because you hear about other people's stories. So I enjoy I Generally, I'm just interested in that kind of thing. Well, thanks. You, you are one that if I if I miss a day, you're like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for but sure. You, it is one of those things that I think I've told you where it's like, well, first of all, I'm glad you're listening. And then someone to be like, Hey, if I don't put an episode out there, there are people out there that are like, Hey, I want an episode. Yeah. yeah I, I was, I do look forward to it. I, I mean, I don't listen to every single episode. Um, I'll be honest. Like there are some, there are some episodes of um, especially like when you interview uh, or have um, like high school kids on where I'm like, this is kind of boring. I'm not listening to this, but then like, <laughs> But there are some that are really good. Like when you had, um, well, my favorite one with the kids on it was, uh, it might have been Joe Conley and whoever was on with him. Um, yeah. Gio, maybe? No, Joe and Joe and uh, Kyle. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. But and so I'm thinking of a different one then. Oh, it's Gio and uh, um, Jack Boer. Jack Boer. Yeah. That, that, I, I've never met Gio before. I, I missed his, his class, I missed coaching because that was the year I went from eighth grade to seventh grade. Okay. Um, so that's Colin Rollins' X group and all that. And so I'd never got to coach those guys, but Gio is hilarious, dude. I was like, oh my gosh, this kid has a great personality. <laughs> he, uh, because I'm not his position coach anymore um, this year, obviously last year was different, but he was a sophomore, so he was quiet and didn't say anything. This yeah. year, he really like, I noticed like, man, you, you talk a lot of shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that especially in that podcast that's all it was i'm like man this is just you all the time now yeah right <laughs> yeah it was it was it was funny though it was good it was fun to listen yeah. to yeah uh, i want to yeah. go back to to your writing in journals as a kid so there's this podcast i listen to called the mortified podcast where people go on stage and read from their old diaries from when they were a kid oh my gosh that would be mortifying i would not want to do that is, are there things you remember writing like do you read them every once in a while like look back through them or, or do you just have them oh no i i mean i have in fact i just ran into them the other day when i was cleaning up my basement and i just read like a like a small expert expert excerpt of one of them and i was like oh my gosh like i cannot what did it say, say? <laughs> oh i don't know just like it's like it was like it was like me taught like a lot of it was probably me i think a lot of them was me uh writing about my feelings and my emotions about like you know a, a broke like broken up breaking up with a girlfriend type of thing and like girls and stuff like that and like 
I think a lot of times back then I was writing, I was trying to write it in like almost like in terms of like a, like song lyrics, like it would be a song or something. Mm. And so I was trying to be creative with the way I worded things. And I was just like, I, this is just awful. I can't read I can't read this anymore. If my children ever read this or if my wife ever read this, it'd be so embarrassing. I should probably oh, so just- you, Your wife has, 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 hasn't even read it yet? If she has, she hasn't really told me because I, I would not want her to read them. She listens to this, she's going to be asking you about it. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard to find. They're just sitting there and on on a shelf, so anyone could go down and read them. But uh, no one's taking the time to do that, so we're all too busy for that kind of thing. <laughs> that uh, I'm gonna go out and live and say, and say she's gonna find some time to go down there now. <laughs> yeah, probably. I uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe That's, I should hide those. That, you know, as a as a kid or however old you were like doing that you just at the time you're like thinking this is the best thing that's ever written in the history of books <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> you know it it also you know i thinking back about it like it probably also was like a really good tool for like you know like a what's the word i don't know almost like a therapy you know what i mean like like because obviously you know your feelings are and when you're an adult it's like you feel like it's silly but it's not silly at the time like you, your emotions are your emotions your feelings are your feelings and so, like, it, I think that was a good, um, what's the word? I don't know, like, escape. Like, it was a, it was a healthy oh, way. Right. To- An outlet. Yes, exactly. An outlet, yeah. Because I remember even one time I wrote something when I, my parents were divorced. And so I went to my dad's house, like, every other weekend, I think, when I, for most of, my, most of my childhood. And I remember one time I was at his house, and I wrote, and I wrote something, like, sort of like an angry thing. And I remember he found it. Um, or my stepmom found it and showed it to my dad like that next day and it had some like violent things in it you know what I mean and then he was like uh Ben I just want to I sound this and just want to ask you about it and I was like just want to I mean if he's and he under coolly understood he's like if this is just like an outlet for you and this is just something you writing stuff just to get anger out in the paper type of thing that's cool but if it's like more than that it's like no dad really I I, I wouldn't I'm not I'm not mad I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna hurt anyone like I was I was just, I was just getting my feelings out on paper. Like it was just, you know, and so I think to some degree, like, not that I ever would have done something ridiculous, but like, you know, I just like, it, it is a good outlet, you know, it's just like to express yourself and, in, in writing. And if that's like your thing, I got into that stuff just for whatever reason, you know, what well, got me into journal writing was, uh, remember the show Doug on Nickelodeon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear journal. <laughs> you had a journal and that's what gave me the idea to start doing that when I, as a kid. So. Uh, the, the one that because obviously at the end of every show, if you don't know, he would write in his journal. He would and he would say, "Dear journal," and write in his journal. Yeah, that's right. And then and then the like if he would had a really good day or got excited, instead of just saying "dear journal," he'd go "dear journal." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's so funny. But but I think um, not all parents would have reacted the way your dad reacted though. And I think that was a good like like I think it's good that he's like. Hey, I found this. As opposed to just say, "Hey, let's sit back and see what happens." You yeah, know? for like, sure. Yeah. Hey, I found this, um, and then he even said, "Like, is it? Are you just like letting stuff out?" You know, he let you talk and about what you wrote that you, know, that you just said. There were some 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 crazy things in there, but he also saw saw it for what it was worth and, and was able to come to you. Yeah, it was. You know. I don't remember what, it, I don't remember even what I wrote. I don't even think it said anything. Like, I don't think it even said that I was going to hurt anyone or anything like that, but I, I think I had a lot of swear words in it. You know what I mean? Like, like I F and hate this, hate 
yeah. whatever you know just like just stuff like that and so he's like uh, are you okay <laughs> so and i was like yeah i'm fine i just something i just want i just need to get something out and so i just did and it was all good so um yeah. and you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to but I, i'm really interested i don't think anybody's talked about or really talked about having divorced um my parents divorced when i was old i was in my 20s like i think i was maybe 20 um but they since remarried um but as a when how old were you when your parents got divorced i think you said that around. i was in kindergarten oh wow yeah i was really young and so you know i think and i don't mind talking about this at all i don't think um it was it wasn't as hard on me i think because i was so young you know like i did I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, in fact, kind of a funny story regarding that is a year later, I think it was literally like about a year later. Mm-hmm. And this tells you kind of what caused the divorce. <laughs> my, my dad was already remarried. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, he, we were just, I don't know what we we're talking about. It, some, something was said and he was like, I don't know, wife. And I was like a little kid and I was like, oh, which one? Oh, <laughs> and my, yeah. and my, my dad's like, well, Ben, I only have one wife. It's Michelle. And I was like, uh, and like, Ben, we're div- your mom and I are divorced. We're not, I'm not married to her anymore. I'm like, oh, like that was the first, like a year later, that's when I first really understood the word divorce. I didn't understand it before that. Even when they, even like when they sat us down and told us all that, like everybody's super sad. And like my brothers might've been crying or my parents might've been crying or whatever. And so I was crying and sad, but I didn't know why. I had no idea what was going on. Okay. So it was, um, you know, as far as that goes, like that was, like I said, it was almost easier for me because I just didn't quite get what was going on yet um, until later. And even when I did figure it out, it was like, I was, I was already in the midst of it. So it wasn't like anything new. Um, but was there, will, was, go ahead. Was there, um, as you got older, was it, did it always feel like that? Like, oh, this is just the way it is now. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really bother me that much. The only thing that bothered me, and this is just me being selfish, but like it annoyed me to have to have to go to my dad's house every other weekend because like he lived in a different town. He didn't live in Perrysburg. And so I'd miss things Uh, like I'd miss a dance at junior high or, you know, I'd miss dances at the high school or whatever. I'd miss stuff with my friends because I'd be, every other weekend I'd be gone um and Just so like dear journal right. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly in the angry voice dear journal <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit <laughs> um so that so I mean not that I didn't like to go see my dad obviously but it was like it was just annoying when you're a kid you know your social life is so important to you that um <laughs> that annoyed me so that was the hardest part as I got older and as I was actually able to drive and stuff, there was a little bit more flexibility where I could ask my dad, like, Hey, this thing's going on this weekend. It's okay if I don't come this weekend, but maybe double up the weekends after that or whatever, stuff like that. And he was, he was cool with that type of stuff later on. But when I was younger, I didn't really have a choice because I couldn't drive. So were um, your, uh, were your parents pretty, pretty affable after like after the uh, divorce? Yeah, they seemed to be with us. Um, it didn't matters too. Yeah, that, um, yeah, they didn't fight or anything and they never in front of us, but like, uh, there were times where, um, I find out later that like, mm-hmm. it wasn't super, you know, whatever, just think, cause I, in fact, I asked now that I'm older, I asked my mom about some of the stuff and it's interesting to hear about like 
real adult stuff that I never about my parents that I would have never known otherwise it was kind of it was kind of it's kind of interesting like for instance like my dad that was one of the things we talked about with my mom recently was I I was like you know dad never really came to like much of my stuff in terms of like football games rugby games and things like that throughout high school and college and my my mom and my stepdad was were literally at everything and so and I sort of got pissed about it. And I was like, you know, why, you know, if I was, I mean, if I was a, if I was a dad and I happened to be divorced and I had kids, you know, I would, I would go to all of them. Like in my mind, like, why would I miss that stuff? I want to see my kids play football. I want to see rugby. And my dad was an athlete too. So it's not like he doesn't like that stuff. Um, and my mom kind of said, you know, there's a lot of things, but one of the things I think that really kind of made it hard for your dad to do that was because when I was in big gold in football, um, he came to one of my games, uh, and Chuck, my stepdad was one of our coaches for big gold. And so he's kind of being Mr. Dad and around. And most people think Chuck is my dad. Cause he's around. He's my, he's, you know, whatever he's my coach and all that. And, um, and all the kids love Chuck because Chuck's such a, he's, if you ever met, he's dead now, but if Chuck was around, you would, I mean, he is a crazy personality anyway. So he, um, my dad came to that and I think he got, he was kind of, he was hurt by it. You know, that like this other guy that my, that uh, my mom was married to is sort of taking on like a, a dad role for me. Oh, okay. Um, and that hurt my dad. And I think he was, and I think he even said something to my mom, like how, you know, something that affects like, I, you're like, I, I'm probably never going to come to any of these ever again. Cause this is just like, this is too hard. And so, yeah, and I and maybe that, and it's I don't know, and that, and I don't know if that carried. I don't know why if that carried. I don't know. It's, it was weird. It's just a thing. I I can kind of understand it, but it was it was hard on me. But it's but it's hard. I guess it was hard for him to go there. I don't know. So well, and also maybe maybe I don't know if you ever even told him about it. Like maybe maybe if it was one of those things like, hey, dad, um, kind of sucks that you don't come to my sporting event. Maybe he would have been like, hey, I gotta suck it up and I gotta go. You know, yeah. That's true. I mean, I don't, and I don't remember really ever saying that to him. I didn't, I guess, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't, it was one of those things. I think it didn't bother me as much because I got used to it, I guess. Um, and plus I had my mom and stepdad there and I don't know. I, I never really say anything much to him about it. And it's actually interesting. It actually got, I actually got more mad about it later on in my life. Like, and I was when, after thinking about it. And, you know, and so like at the time, maybe it didn't bother me as much. But now that I'm older and like had my own kids, I'm like, why the hell did my dad not do that? Like, that is ridiculous. But, um, yeah. you know, he obviously had his reasons. And I and I try and and, I'll, and I don't I've never really talked to him about it. So I only know what my mom has told me. So I've tried to empathize with it and understand it. So, well, that's that, that is when my parents got divorced, my mom, my mom just left our house and she moved out and I was like I said I was like and um it had been a few weeks and I I remember go, coming out of the shower getting dressed after whatever I don't know what I was doing I walked in my dad's room and he was like he's sitting there in bed I'm like dad when's mom coming back what's what's going on with mom and he's like I don't know and and I walked out and then I turned back in and like I said, I'm 20. I'm a big dude. I'm, I'm 6'2", like 270. And I just start yeah. crying. And like, yeah. and I'm just like, dad, I'm, I know I'm 20, but I still need my mom. Like what? Yeah. 
this happening? Why, why is she coming back? And, and even as a 20 year old, I just did not like grasp what was in the situation. Yeah. See, I feel like that would be so much harder when you're that much older. Can you understand things? And it's like, what? I, that, I, I feel like that would have been what, for me, I think, like I said, I think it was easier for me because I was so young. I think being that old would be hard, especially yeah. that old. Cause like you grew up with your parents together, then like, you know, you're at, you're, you're, old, you're basically an adult at that point, And then they get to, it's that, I can't imagine how hard that would be. The, the, the only uh, the good thing about that, like I said, they got remarried. Um, and oh, that's they, cool. <laughs> together, they, they bought a house up here and everything. So everything's good. They, uh, but it was, um, they, the reason I got divorced because my, my mom, my mom was alcoholic. She stopped drinking and my dad couldn't function, couldn't figure out how to be a husband without like always taking care. You know, you didn't need that really anymore, you know, because yeah. he was always like covering up or helping this or do it, you know, all this kind of get her out when she got a DUI, get her out of jail, like all this stuff. And yeah. like, ah, you couldn't, couldn't handle it. And they ended up getting divorced. And, uh, but they never really were like, besides for like a year, a year or so, somewhere in the middle, they were never really like not around. Like every holiday they were there, they still told each other they, they loved each other and hugged each other and all that stuff. So it was always the same. They just weren't living together. Um, mm. Like I said, except for like a year or two. Um, but they were they were apart for I think eight years or something like that. Um, but but it made it easier because they were we didn't have to be like, all right now we're going to mom's or now you know, we're going to dad's or whatever for yeah. holidays. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Like um, you know that it's almost like they had to learn they always had to like reconstruct their relationship they were two different people um when they got back together yeah yeah which is kind of it's kind of i mean it's kind of cool i mean it sucked that your mom was is an alcoholic and all that stuff but like it's kind of a cool story like to like hey like we had this relationship we got divorced because things changed we reconstruct they like reconstructed it and then they got back together like they were still so committed to each other they like stayed together but they had to like work through you know what you know what they had whatever the, their relationship because things had changed so much well when that's i think it, yeah and i think it's easy to be like hey they say working out well why isn't it working out i don't know it's just not working out okay let's get divorced they're done they said this yeah. is working out it was crazy at the beginning and then they figured out why it wasn't working out and worked on it and work and, and after years and years and years and then it's, they said okay well i got a picture on my phone one day it said hey we went to the courthouse Here's our picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it is a, it's, and it's happened, be, having divorced parents is so, it, it, I mean, you can take uh, 10 kids and half those, par- half those kids' parents are divorced and it, it happens a lot. And, um, and I think uh, you can help as much as you can help kids, right? Especially you with your, with your, uh, um, understanding of it you know yeah. can help kids or that's why I, I i like talking to kids about certain things you know there was a few years ago i found out there was a kid who's whose dad drank and he was actively like he was drinking when he was on the football team so i talked to him about that and remember my mom you know drank and that if he had any questions or any anything that he could like i would understand because a lot of kids will keep that in like oh there's nobody no no other person has an alcohol in their life you know <laughs> yeah right yeah. So as as an adult, if we could be like, hey, I I am a, I have uh, 
for the next like one per oh, like, oh this other person oh i can go to this person that i already kind of trust and you know. right exactly it is funny when you're that young you don't realize like like your problems are not unique to you i mean they are but they're not yeah so yeah that is that's a good point like i mean i i i don't i have talked to kids about how i had divorced parents too and it's hard and and sometimes it's just good to i think to like share your experiences is, is helpful but also i think sometimes it's just nice to have some to know that you have someone to just vent to that understands you right like you're not talking to somebody who doesn't get it you're talking you're talking to a person that has something similar experience and that that you can just they can just listen to you uh listen to what you have to say so like a lot of times that's you know i think that's the, i think that's like one of the keys right like if you find a kid that's like that and they can just they know they can come to you and just talk to you about whatever and about that's bothering them it's like yeah i i have similar experience and i i, I understand and that sucks <laughs> and sometimes that's all they need to hear like that yeah man that that sucks like i don't and even if you and, and sometimes it's like it's a situation you don't understand and you don't you don't experience it like you know and that's another thing you sometimes that's you got to be very worried or not worried careful about um certain phrases like like oh yeah i understand it's like no you don't really understand so it's like so sometimes it's better to say yeah man that does suck <laughs> you know you know because um, especially if they don't have that person to vent to they're gonna end up taking their shoulder pads off at halftime and walking across the field <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, right. I'm done, man. I'm out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For uh. sure. Dude, speaking of football, I uh, was walking. So Lexi is the freshman basketball coach for the girls' freshman basketball coach. I was walking down that back hallway of the basketball, um, the basketball gym, and you know it has all those uh, NLL champions along yeah. there. And so I found I, I found yours from 2001, and I was trying to look for you in the picture. I was like, I know Lorenzo's in here somewhere. And I found you and I was like, oh my God, that's Mateo. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't man. Even look, like, it didn't even look like you. Cause like, I, I mean. Cause I had a bunch of hair know, up here and nothing down. Yeah. <laughs> everything was inverted. Yeah. All the hair was gone down here. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember. Um, so coach Frank had a thing where you couldn't grow your hair long. Or have, yeah. fa- or have facial hair, but I wasn't growing facial hair. I mean, I could, but I wasn't in high school. Um, but I remember there was uh, Joel Ailes. He made he had a real a lot of hair, like this big curly fro, and he made him cut his hair. Oh, I started growing my hair out, and I was the best player on our team, and he didn't, he didn't say anything <laughs> to me about it. <laughs> Maybe he didn't get to that point where he's like, hey, I'm going to have him cut his hair. And then the season was just over. But he he never said one thing to me. But I remember if I uh, looking up a picture um, of me online, and it's, it's uh, I'm going to see if I can find it while I'm talking to you. And it's um, it's me and two other kids, and, and we're behind Coach Frank. He's kneeling. And my hair, it's in the blade. And my hair is just, uh, it just looks everywhere. Man, he just slowly. He just let me, he just let me do it, man. He didn't care. That's so funny, dude. I, you know, what's funny. It's, I, I vaguely remember you having long hair, but like in that picture, it was because it was a team picture. It was early in the season. It didn't look that long in that team. Picture. No, it, it wasn't. Like, it was, it was really throwing out. Um, and then I think the team pictures, that's when we took them in front of the scoreboard. Yeah. So all that like shrubbery 
um, was kind of in the hair too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, oh, here it is. I gotta, I gotta see if I can. I gotta figure out how to make. I've never made stuff in background, so I gotta figure that out. But yeah, it's it, it was funny to me. Like I said, maybe it didn't get to that point. I don't know um, <laughs> where he yeah. uh, where he would say like, "Hey, you know, cut your hair." Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit for for being well, a good I mean, a good football player, but yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I feel like that's kind of first of all, it's kind of a silly rule in the first place, but. Um, the New York and, Yankee, New York Yankees rule, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. And I just and and I feel like there were there's another time where like when it came where you have a those kind of silly rules, and then like one of your best players like breaks that rule, and like you're kind of like ah, do I really care about this rule that much? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because I, I remember even um, you know that even that's exact same season. Uh, I think a couple of your good players got caught drinking like before the mom e game or something. And so technically they were supposed to like get in trouble and be like kicked off the team or whatever. And, and coach Frank ended up only like sitting him for like a half or something like that. And so it's like, or at least that's what my brother told me. I don't really know for sure. I, but, I don't remember that. Um, I remember there was a rumor because coach Frank would always make us go from right from school on a Friday night, right from school over to the junior high, and we had to be there all day. We couldn't go home or we couldn't do anything. And then there was a rumor that he had a kid when he was at Elmwood, he had a kid that uh that got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <You see it? laughs> look at that hair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's uh that does look like Mateo though. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> me man uh he had a kid that um had a car accident and died like and I, I don't think it was ever true i think it's just a rumor of why why we got to go there he, he probably just didn't want us to get in any trouble you know yeah right it was a rumor but yeah i, I never heard anything i don't even remember i you anybody. know and i, I could that, that could have been just bullshit i don't know i feel like i heard that from my brother maybe but maybe i heard it from someone else i don't know but yeah. Um, the uh, I heard that there's many uh football movies watched during those times before games. Like you've watched, remember the Titans? Every Friday, every Friday we would go, we would eat. I believe we would eat something, and then we'd go into. It's one of the gym teacher rooms now, um, but it was one of those at the end of the junior high hallway on the left, like right across from the auxiliary gym. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Maybe. I think there's a room there. It's it's it wasn't the equipment room, um, but we would always lay those mats out and just lay there, and half of us would sleep, you know, watch movies, whatever, and then eventually get ready for the game. Oh, so it wasn't so it wasn't a classroom. Um, I don't think it was a classroom at the time. Oh, okay. Because there Maybe. was no, I don't remember there being desks. Oh, okay. It yeah. used well. I mean, the one you're thinking of, I think, is probably the one that the health teachers use as their classroom. Maybe they call it the PEC room. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But it, it was, uh, yeah. And then, cause that was when our locker rooms were still in the junior high. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Because that's when, you know, yeah. Cause I was a junior. So we were at the new high school. That was the first year at the new high school. So yeah. We drive back and hang out in that, in that little room and watch football movies. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. It was, it was a cool thing. It was, I mean, it was, what would I do with I went home, I do the same stuff. I'd eat and watch TV. 
you know so yeah right exactly i guess it was a good thing to get us get us there and just know that everyone's there as opposed to saying hey the bus is about to leave to go to southview where's we're missing these kids you know right well so i do yeah that changed that did change though i mean when i was when coach frank was my coach we didn't have to do that we just showed up before games at like whatever time but i remember we wouldn't we didn't have to be there right after school i wonder that is interesting that he made you guys yeah. do that yeah we did i remember getting into an accident on my way there one time um i was i had <laughs> i picked up my friend i picked up my friend and we were turning onto boundary from louisiana and I was in the turn lane and a bus, a bus comes by is turning uh, north on Louisiana going towards downtown and it rubs my bumper. And I'm like, oh. gosh, dang it. And, and, you know, I, as a 17 year old, I'm like, my car is my life. So I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, right. It was like nothing. And I don't even remember. I don't remember if the cops got called because it, it left a little bit of damage, but it was just more of a, a scrape and everything. Yeah. You know, the plastic ball. And uh, yeah. I, I can't even remember. The bus driver was probably like, no, you're good. And just took off, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but they, I remember them complaining that I was crossing the white line, and that's why the bus hit me. Uh, mm. But again, Yeah, I mean, those t- but that, the, the tur- turning for a bus sucks. Like, that big, long vehicle has to, needs a lot of room. It was, um, a tar- it was a Tartar bus. It wasn't even a school bus. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um I got in a car accident too after a football game one time when I was a junior. Actually, I was we had just played at Seagull and lost by like a thousand points. And, <laughs> and we were uh and I was I was going on boundary and I was passing what used to be Baskin Robbins is now Hershey's or something now. And I was my <laughs> my ex-girlfriend at the time would work there and she was walking out of the store and I was looking over at her as she's walking out the store and then, but I didn't realize the traffic in front of me had stopped and I slammed into the, uh, oh. the in front of me. <laughs> and her car was for the most part fine. It had a small scratch on her bumper, but I destroyed my car. Really? My, my hood just like folded up and like, yeah, it was really expensive uh, repair. I can't believe my parents did like make me pay for more of that. Um, and so, but the funny thing is, I uh, the person I rear-ended was Mrs. Reddick. Do you know oh, the Reddicks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Which is funny because she obviously is one of the nicest people on planet Earth, so it actually worked out. And also, one of her sons was my age, Dave Reddick. And so we played football together, and we actually ended up being roommates in college. So it was kind of a funny irony there. But, yeah, it was um, – the uh, that was – that after that my car never my car's ac never worked ever again after that <laughs> you know and as a kid getting the car accident you're terrified too yeah you know like like well lucky for you it was someone you knew so at least it was yeah. like uh you know a little bit more chill um yeah but you're just like i did everything i'm sorry it was my fault you know? yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, and the, the police officer that came was like all right, so how fast were you going? Uh, I was like, ah, I don't know, like 35. He's like, well, speed is 25. So you want me to say 25? I'm like, yeah, that one. <laughs> He's helping you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember, um, I think it, maybe it was the Maslin game um, when the their buses got in a car accident in our parking lot, in the, in the junior high parking lot? No, I don't remember that. 
I think it was that game. I know I, I'm pretty sure it was a playoff game. Um, and uh, so they're trying to get through the parking lot. I don't know why they were parked in the teacher lot at the junior high as opposed to like along the pickup line or somewhere, you know? Yeah, right. And to turn, and there was just cars in the way. And it was it was late. It was pretty late after the game, but there were still cars from whatever. Yeah. They couldn't find the owner. So the bus driver just, just got in and just crunched like two cars and then just kept going. What? Oh, my gosh. So then there was a cop out in the directing traffic or whatever. And I'm like, hey, I, I leave and I pull up to him. I go, hey, that bus just ran into two cars and then just took off. I'm kind of like freaking out of the movie. All right, all right, I'll, I'll, we'll go get him. They got him, <laughs> and, just, and they just pulled him over uh, in that speedway by uh, right by the junior high oh, there. Yeah. But it was yeah. just bus driver, just like whatever. I'm trying to get him, and just <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> and and there was like people there. Um, I don't think anybody got got hit, also. But there was people like standing right there by cars. You know, it was, oh man, it was, it was weird. Man. It just yeah, they wanted to, really they wanted to get home after that beatdown and didn't care. Yeah, they got whooped on so. <laughs> they did not they were not supposed to, quote unquote not supposed to get whipped on either they got they had helicopters bringing their jerseys that year and all that bullshit i know man that was uh that was uh that first of all that's crazy uh um, yeah. i guess it was to them where they can do that kind of stuff from nike but whatever um but it was crazy and then their quarter so highly touted going to ohio state at the time yeah danny clark yeah. Uh, do you remember him getting that giant tattoo on his arm? <laughs> no, what did it say? So it was a huge block O for Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Then he ended up not even going. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, it wasn't like Ohio State said, ah, you're good. He changed his mind and went somewhere else. And But had this giant, like, it wasn't just like, here's this little thing. It took up his entire, like, from the top of the shoulder down for this. Oh, my elbow. gosh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> You really gotta think harder about your tattoos before you get them. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even. And he, I mean, he was a sophomore. Like that, someone had to oh be. Oh my like, god, he was a sophomore. Someone, either a sophomore or junior, but someone had to say like, "Right, yes, you can get this." <laughs> yeah, that's insane, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say from what I've heard, you know, Maslin is one of the most overrated high school football programs, like in Ohio, from what I've under, from what I heard, because like they supposedly have all these state championships, but they never didn't have state playoffs at the time. They basically were just chosen as state champions by whoever the media or whatever at the time, however they chose it back then, I guess. And so they're like fake state champions. And then ever since they've had state playoffs, ever since they put that into place, they've never gone that far they've never won a state championship since then so they've never earned a state championship before they were just like granted them yeah so it's like you know they have this like storied program but it's like and they do obviously have good players that come out of there and all that stuff but like sure they they weren't they're not really as good as they act like they are (laughs) i don't know enough about um about ohio high school history is that another is that another fiction book you're gonna or non-fiction book you're gonna (laughs) No, I think I don't see. I don't even know why I know that one. That was just one of those things I, I, I get. I'm a nerd, dude. I like I said, I like nonfiction things, and so if I'm interested, in it, I'll like look it up or I'll talk to people about it and things. And the, there's actually a documentary about uh, Maslin. You ever seen it? It's like on Netflix, maybe or it was. Uh-uh. I think oh, what was it called? It, I think they're the Tigers, maybe. And so I think that 
Wow. It's just tattoo. Oh, it's really, it's, I don't know how to make, how to size. I mean, I see, I see it though, dude. That is crazy. Yeah. And then he had it, uh, he had it covered up. Uh, uh, The cover up was um, equally egregious, (laughs) but it was, (laughs) he, someone tried to like, I don't know, someone tried to like turn it into a lion or something. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to, I'd share my screen. I don't know how to. I am. I am. Uh, the only time I use Zoom is to uh, to join somebody else's. <laughs> I've never been like, all right, I'm in charge of the Zoom meeting. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's figure this out. Yeah. Well, if you want to share your screen, you just click the share screen button at the bottom of the bottom center. It's like a green button. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, it's even. It's the only. <laughs> It's the only button that's a different color. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's not obvious or anything. No, no. Um, yeah. So, so speaking of zooming, um, are you going to zoom like all, from now on, or is this just because of like COVID, or what? What? Or what's the deal? For the for the time being, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because uh, because of COVID. Um, actually, I'm just getting over it. Also. Um, oh <laughs> awesome yeah so i think so i don't know can you see that now oh yeah so that's that's what it is and then the this is a cover-up too right here <laughs> oh, it's, not even, it's not even good no that's not very good there's too much red in there yeah but yeah it's uh that sucks <laughs> <laughs> No one should have let him do that in the first place. Idiots. No. But yeah, but uh, this is this is the plan. and um, Maybe not this one because my lighting's horrible, but I think um, I'm going to I'm going to mess with this video. And, and if I can, like figure out to put it on YouTube also. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I got to figure out how to like add a beginning and put my logo on there and the music and all that kind of stuff. Oh, right. So I just I got to see if my computer has anything on it without having to buy anything. That's another thing I gotta. If I want to add video, I gotta add expense to edit the video. Um, yeah, my brother-in-law does it, but the, I I like Wednesday nights. I need a quick turnaround because I out Thursday morning. So, yeah, exactly. So for now, yeah. audio still. I mean, I have January almost almost all booked up. Guests, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. I already have one in February too. So. So eventually, video will come, and um, maybe this is just the beginning of it with this Zoom video. Yeah, that's cool though. That's a cool little upgrade doing the video. Are you? Yeah. uh, Yeah. How was um? So you said you just you were getting over over it. Were you okay? Like what? How were you? Yeah, yeah, I was fine actually. Um, so I was exposed by Andrea, and I went to work. We were on vacation, so I went to work. Um, where I was off Monday, went to work Tuesday, half a day, and I'm like, hey, I'm going home. You know, I, I, I'm not, I don't feel horrible, but I feel like I'm getting worse. Yeah. So our, our policy is that we're exposed, we can still go. We, as long as we test negative and we mask, I did. And then on they took a test and I was positive. I was off the rest of the week, but it was never like really bad. I think Wednesday, I took a pretty long nap tired and then uh i woke up with a real bad headache thursday morning but other than that it's been like a cold 
for me. Yeah. And That's good. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm glad, you know. But it's it's everywhere, man. There's there's um, three yeah. people three people out at my work last week, and we didn't even come in contact with each other. Like it was just yeah. separate instances. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it is everywhere right now. It's all over the dang place. Like the in terms of like like at school, like the number of absences is insane, dude. The number of students are absent. Actually, the junior high hasn't had that many absences with the teachers, like very fortunately, but because I feel like because my my wife works at the high school and there's been a lot more teachers there that have been absent, but they've been able to cover them with substitutes. But like, that's the biggest thing. Like if in terms of like any potential for the schools having to shut down for a couple of days or whatever, it's going to be because of staffing. Yeah. Yeah. Too many teachers that are out and they don't have subs for them and that type of thing. But um like like i said the junior high we've been lucky like not that many teachers have had to cut to go leave or not or be absent and that type of thing so well even um even uh like janitorial staff like yeah if, right if those if those guys get knocked out you know like it's yep. tough to even as like, a matter of fact clean anything? at the yeah as a matter of fact at the high school that like i think the almost the entire front office is gone and so the central administration's taking turns being like the front office secretary so like brooke price was there tom hostler was there oh, wow uh, yeah so they were being secretaries for like a day or whatever so <laughs> wow. it was funny Lex- lexi my wife had a student that <clears throat> came in late or something and she's like do you have a pass and she's like no this the big guy himself sent me here the superintendent <laughs> without a pass so he's like you can go talk to tom hostler if you have a problem with it. So, <laughs> fine, <whatever." laughs> The, yeah. big, the big guy himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, football playoffs, the NFL uh, next week. Do you have a favorite football team? I don't even know if I have. Uh, unfortunately, yes. It's the Lions, who are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the Cardinals, which means they, for a week, were the best team in the NFL. <laughs> so, I, have you... And you've always been a Lions fan? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, my, I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty geographic uh, fan. So, like, any the teams that are closest to me are the ones that I like. So, right. I basically, when it comes to professional sports, I'm a fan, quote unquote, a fan. I don't really follow hockey or basketball much, but like, if I, if, if the Red Wings or the Pistons are doing well, like, I'll pretend I care. And um, same with the Tigers and the Lions. Although I actually do follow the Lions because I, I like watching football. Um, but uh, but college, I don't like. I don't like Michigan. I don't like Michigan teams. I like uh, Ohio State for football uh, in college. I mean, so huh. um, yeah. And then so and then when it, and then it branches outwards though. So like you know the next teams that I care about are like the Bengals and like the Browns. And then like, I, I, I never so. never understood like. Yeah, this is my favorite team. And then my second team, and I'm like, you just have a team, man. No. Yeah, yeah, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't, I, and that's, I was careful with my words. They're not my second favorite team, but like, I'm, if they're doing well, like, I'll be happy for them, you know, like, because, because they're so close. And there's, there's a lot of people around here that are those types of fans. I can so, like buy a, buy a, hey, the Bengals won the Super Bowl. I'm going to buy my Bengals shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would <laughs> never do that. But what I will say is, um, <clears throat> Basically, it determines who I'll root for in a particular game. The team that's closest to me is the team I'm going to root for. So, like, if you sound like an eight-year-old right now. <laughs> well, 
Well, I have to root for somebody. I can't. It's not fun to watch. Just watching. No, you, I don't, you know, you know what? That's that's uh, my comment about an eight-year-old. That's very true because my seven-year-old will always ask me. I just have a random game on. Who are who are we rooting for? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll tell her. I was like, I don't, I don't care. She's yeah, like, right. she's like, you don't care which one. So then, like, she'll pester me. So I just, I'm like, I don't know the green one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, I mean. I, I will say, I mean, I, I think there's some truth to it, at least for me, because like, obviously I played rugby, right? And so you would think I would like to watch rugby, but I don't because anytime a rugby game's on, I don't have, I don't care about either of the teams. Like I don't have a favorite rugby team, you know, like if I'm watching, unless it's like, a, unless it's a couple of countries playing each other, then I might care a little bit more. But like, if it's usually like a league in England, you know, man, whatever, I just two teams in Europe playing each other, like. I don't know either of the teams, so I don't care. And so it's not that fun to watch from excited. It's fun to watch good rugby, like when a good play happens, like, oh, that was sweet. But like it's more fun to watch if I like care if one of the teams is gonna win. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. So if the Seahawks are playing um the Bengals, I'm gonna root for the Bengals. Okay. <laughs> so how I decide. Gave up with you and said, Who are we rooting for? You'd have a team ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Any big it's just like a so for me, I'm one of the – so Ohio State fans a lot of times say, like, I will never root for Michigan. Like, that's not the same for me. Like, oh, I'll root okay. for Michigan for any game they're in other than when they're playing Ohio State. So – especially if they're not playing another Big Ten team. Yeah. That's Which, weird. by the way, was a complete freaking embarrassment of a game, Michigan-Georgia uh, game. Oh, my God. I was in Disney World when that interview was so I, I, I saw a little bit of who, – who played first, Cincinnati? Cincinnati did, yeah. yeah so I saw a little bit of that game. I saw him just run all over him, and then uh, that was it. I really didn't see any of the game. Yeah, the the Cincinnati game. Well, see, that's what I like to I like to give uh, Michigan fans shit about is that Cincinnati gave Alabama a better game than Michigan gave Georgia. You know, like and Cincinnati was supposed to be worse, I would think. Yeah, since there's you know traditionally not as big of a school or football school and that type of thing, but yeah, were, I. I I listened to a podcast. I think it was, I think it was Ryder Solo. He was, I don't know who he, he was interviewing somebody, and uh, a college football guy. And oh, Joe Clatt, I think. And oh, okay. uh, and he said he's like Cincinnati. Their best football, their best players are their corners, two corners. Yeah. But they, if I was them, I don't care what the game plan was. But whatever it was, I would have scrapped it and put every ounce of effort into stopping the run. Um, because you're, yeah. if, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with my best players, and those are the, oh, the corners. Yeah. He goes, he sense. goes, try to stop the run, and if they're going to be, then, then they beat. Hey, you, you just beat my best players, right? But he said they did, and I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting take on that. Actually, I never, I, I, I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, that makes sense. I mean especially in that first drive that, that you saw, like Alabama ran the ball, I think almost every play, except maybe one, and they scored a touchdown. And it's yeah. like, dude, they not, they're not going to be able to stop these dudes. They're pushing them around like crazy. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, and then I saw a score that Michigan-Georgia uh, game. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was – it was he, wasn't worth watching. That same guy even said at the beginning, he's like, uh, I saw the first drive. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> they they <laughs> yeah. think it would be good. <clears throat> this game's over <laughs> yeah yeah but uh and then ohio state's game was really interesting 
against Utah. That came like right down, you know, it, you know, like complete. It was a comeback win, which, which was fun to watch. So that was I, fun. so I didn't see a snap of that game. Um, I, uh, I really, I picked an opportune time to go to Disney World uh, <laughs> for all purposes. But um, the when I saw the stat after the game, I'm like, there's no way that guy had 47 yards. I was like, this has to be messed up. And I, yeah. I Googled it. I'm like, oh, this isn't. Yeah, right. I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe yeah. it. it. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, Ohio State's receivers are stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they're they're all so good. It's like, how do, how do they keep getting them? I don't know. But, yeah. There's one that didn't even play, right? Right. Yeah. This is like his first game starting, I think. And they that they still, they're all still good, though. Um, I, I was talking to my friend about it. He was a Ohio State fan at work. And, I, and he was like, I was like, I'm sh- I don't think that wasn't even the record for most receiving yards in a game. And I Googled it. And it's like 300, I think like 370 some game. Yeah. But that's the record for like Division One. The record yeah. for all college is like 418 yards. Whoa. <laughs> for a college I never heard of. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he had like 20 some catches, 418. I'm like, wow, ah, can't imagine that. That's like video game numbers. Yeah, yeah, right. Seriously, you're trying to win your receiver the Heisman after two games, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I um, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to meet with Dirk sometime in the near future here about coaching at the high school level. That'll be interesting. I told him I was like, I'd coach anything. I don't even care. Like I've I've either played or have coached like every position group basically. So. <laughs> I, I don't, whatever, whatever you want. And honestly, like, I don't, I told him I, I want to volunteer. And if it, I mean, a paid position would be cool, but like, if it's just a volunteer position, I'm fine with that too. Like anything, get me out of the junior high. <laughs> so, well, well, I'm sure eventually that'll happen. And it's, I tell you what, man, when I went from, when I went from seventh grade to freshman, I'm like, man, this is amazing. This is awesome. I love being a head coach. This is, this is great. And then, I, I, I still remember the day Kriegel texted me. I knew he got rid of uh, a, a receiver's coach, and he texted yeah. me and said, hey, can you meet me at that Husky tomorrow? And I, yep, and I turned to Andrew. I'm like, I think he's going to varsity tomorrow. So I went there, and that's what he did. He offered me a receiver position, and I was like, you know, in my head, I'm I'm screaming and jumping up and down. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. And I, and I go back. And then to be a varsity coach, uh, it's so much different, and it, it, you feel you feel so much more important. Even though I think there's a throughout from big gold yeah. or from whatever flagpole, but there's importance as a coach, um, yeah. uh, the parents and the kids and stuff. But you feel different, and then you you feel like you have to coach different. Um, it's, but it's not even different. You just feel like you have to coach better, be better. Yeah. And but it was it was such a good feeling. And then to still be able to like run offense for for the JV, which is fun, you know, to still do yeah. all that. Like it's, it, but it was just like it changes how you how you how you react to everything. It, it was it was a, a cool feeling. Yeah, it's <clears throat> I, it's funny. I my when I got out of high school, when I first graduated from high school, I um I had the opportunity to coach. I think freshman with uh, Coach Harmon, who was still around. And, um, and I, and I almost did it. 
it had been like, so it'd be my, my freshman year of, uh, of college, I would have been coaching, you know, high school freshman football yeah. uh, with Coach Harmon and stuff. And I would have been, and I was looking forward to that, but then it came down to like, either I had to do that or I had to play, or I could play rugby. I couldn't do both because they were the same season and, you know, I, they would have conflicted. And so I had a decision to make and I didn't really know, you know, what I wanted to do. Like, I was like, man, I really want to coach football, but I do also really want to play rugby. I don't really know. And, you know, my, so I'm pretty, I feel like I could be remembering this incorrectly, but I feel like it was my friend, Ricky Heber, who actually was my assistant coach at seventh grade for several years. He didn't coach this year, but every year before that he did. Um, and he played football and he played football with me as well. And he was going to defiance college to play football. And he's like, listen, man, like you have your whole life to coach. Like you're not gonna be able to play your yeah. whole life. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, like right then that's when it clicked I was like oh of course so that's when I decided to play instead of coach but like um I but but the point is like ever since then like I've always wanted to coach football and I've always wanted to coach high school like and it's you know and I, it's been a slow progress I started off at Bowling Green I coached eighth grade there and then I came here and coached eighth grade and then seventh grade and and it's been fun and I've learned and in fact those years probably were necessary because I've learned about football from uh because coaching playing football and coaching football are very different um you know as a player you just do what you're told and you don't really think about the schematics or why you're doing what you're doing type of thing but like um then becoming a football coach you learn all that stuff and you learn more about the game itself and the strategy and all that and so I'm glad I did all that stuff but now I'm just like I'm ready to I'm ready to be and, and I'm also I'm lucky I'm at a point in my life where I don't need the money from coaching like maybe in the past I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't necessarily have been able to do it for free especially with the time that you have to put into doing it but now I'm at a point where like, I don't need that necessarily. So like, I'm okay with making no money and just doing and coaching. Cause I really want to coach and, uh, and coach varsity. And I also don't want to be the one that deals with the parents anymore either. So that's another aspect of that. So <laughs> I, uh, I never minded that. And I think that's, that's part of like the lure of wanting to be a head coach somewhere. Like, yeah. stuff. So- you know it's obviously as you as you go higher and higher there's more to deal with um but it was it was fine and and that you know that's like i said that i think that's what makes it like oh i can continue to do it yeah all right man well uh thanks for coming on again um at least this time you didn't have to rush from your from your uh (laughs) lake house or wherever you were at last time um um and thanks for you know being the the guinea pig for this new format. I, I I like I like the idea of kind of getting back to the name of the podcast, and then also giving 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 like a jumping off point for a conversation as opposed to just like, hey, where'd you grow up, or you know what yeah. you do, you know that kind of stuff. So it's oh, that was cool. I like I like that start of it. That was that was a cool idea. Yeah, and hopefully you know I, I do like the idea of like you had no idea, and I think that's gonna that's gonna continue because. Uh, there's not enough people that listen to this to know like, oh, I got to have something ready, you know, <laughs> yeah. but if, I think eventually people, people will have something ready and, may, and maybe in, that'll also lead to like putting more effort into like, oh, maybe I'll do a, a five minutes of research real quick and really not get what I want to say or whatever. So yeah, but right. E- either way, it's like, like I said, it's just jumping off. So. Yeah. No, right, man. I like, I like, I like being, I like being one of your, I like being your, like your other Scott Buecher, the guy who can just come on for you whenever you need somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did uh, text you um, on Wednesday, like, "Hey, what are you doing right now?" Basically. 
I know. I was like, man, I would do this, but I can't because I'm like, I have, I'm just about to leave to go get my take my kid to basketball practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Well, uh, thanks a lot, and uh, I'll be talking to you. Yeah, man. Take it easy. Thanks to Ben Marshall for being on the podcast today. Goes to him to to be the new the to be the guinea pig for the new uh, format at the beginning of the podcast. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work out well. Uh, nice, like I said during the podcast, nice jumping off point, something to, to get the conversation going. And who knows, you know, who knows uh, where it will go from there. So thanks to Ben um, for coming on. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me. If we can get this podcast off the ground and running, you don't have to share the whole, all the episodes. Just share one you like. Uh, one podcast, uh, if you share one, could turn into a subscriber down the road. So any little bit helps. Uh, my my Gmail is the nerdballpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at the nerdball pod. Instagram is the Nerdball Podcast, and Facebook is a page at the Nerdball Podcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.